Playing the ukulele badly because this podcast is self-produced. Weird stuff has happened in the past and here I am to tell you about it, I guess. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Absurd Real History. Hello and welcome to Absurd Real History, the podcast where I find weird stories from the past and find interesting people to tell them to. I am Saoirse Sinead and I'm delighted to be joined by comedian Alex Byrne. Hello, Alex. Hi, Saoirse. Thank you very much for having me on. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, we have um, no idea what's going to be, which we're going to be talking about, do you? <laughs> None whatsoever. Sounds like one of my comedy sets. <laughs> well, real life is comedic enough, I've I've found. We, we are going to be talking about a, a celebrity from the 16th okay. century. Nice. Okay. Right. 16th century going way back. So yeah, quite a quite a big celebrity. In fact, she was a rhinoceros. Rhinoceros. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rhinomania swept Europe as it was often often called. I really want to see an event now called Rhinomania. That sounds like a lot of fun. Rhinomania. <laughs> yeah. Well, her name was Clara. Clara okay. the rhinoceros. And she was born in India in 1738. Mm-hmm. And like a, the beginning of any true origin story, her mother was shot by hunters and her father too when she was only a few weeks old. Jesus, right. Okay, so it's a comedy. It's a comedy. We're starting off with death, <laughs> killing a beautiful species. No, I am not for rhino deaths ever mm. or any sort of animal deaths. Yep. <laughs> Um, and then she was adopted by the director of the Dutch East India Trading Company, Jan Albert Schlitterman. Do you know much about the Dutch East India Company? Uh, I cannot say that I know uh, this company or Jan East Intraman. Um, I have to say this is the first uh, exposure I've had to it, but I can't wait to learn more. I'm not going to get into the Dutch East India Company, partly because A... I don't actually really know too much about it. <laughs> and B, um, it's really, it, it's quite, it's quite dark, to be honest with you. Uh, they did pretty, probably the world's first terrible corporation. Okay. So they, they almost invented capitalism. It more or less did. It was kind of the first of that proper thing, you know, going into other nations, taking shit that wasn't theirs and just kind of, kind of rolling, rolling with it. Mm. but yeah so he took he took in clara as a bait because she was only a baby and you know probably people he know murdered her parents and just kind of took her in as a as a pet as a pet just you know what do you want well i feel like getting a rhino today give me one of the ones whose parents have been murdered i want it to be a really extra rhino i want it to have a backstory not just any rhino <laughs> it's like some guy going to dogsters going which which one of these dogs has the worst backstory that's the one i want I want the one with the with the backstory. I think just wanted a weird a weird pet. Uh, he would amaze guests because she would kind of just wander around the house, and she she had free roam over his house and over all the land that he that he owned. Nice. Uh, but by 1740, Clara was becoming a, a bit too big for for Yam to keep as a pet. Uh, rhinos, uh, they they grow, they get big, they don't quite uh fit through the dog door. <laughs> Cat black. She walk around with a kennel on her back. Yeah, she was either given or sold. We're not quite sure one or the other to, oh, I'm definitely pronouncing this wrong. I was very, usually I do my best to like research and try and get name pronunciation mm-hmm. right, just out of respect and also for accuracy. You know, I try and be as accurate as yeah. possible. But I didn't really with this one, mainly because, I mean, they're working for the Dutch East India Trading Company. They're, they're capturing rhinos. I, I, don't, I don't owe them that respect as much as I, I feel agree. I owe I other, other names. <laughs> Is that awful? No, I think that's fair. I mean, it, it's not your fault that not one person in the story was called Jim. That, that's not your fault. <laughs> Dua Mu Vandermeer. Van so we'll just be calling him Vandermeer. Okay. Captain of the Knapperhof. So he he got Clara now. She was getting a bit bigger. And he was uh, dedicated on bringing her back to the to the Dutch homeland. <laughs> this is going on life. You see this Indian rhino? That's where she belongs. The Dutch homeland. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, definitely. 
But she's, but she's not Dutch. She is now. That's how capitalism works. I just invented it. <laughs> yeah, more, more or less. Of course, the challenge would be figuring out how to get an Indian rhinoceros to survive the six-month sea voyage from Calcutta to mm. the Netherlands. <laughs> he thought of this after he agreed They're to bring it home. For for sea. <laughs> To be fair, he he did his research. You know, um, she didn't she didn't die. She survived the voyage. Good, because rhinoceros rhinoceroses rhinocerai, <laughs> the rhinoceros geno pool, as you as you will. Uh, um, it's really as I found out researching this, it's really important for them to have good skin, like hydrated skin. Okay, especially when they live in hot climates. So what they would do, similar to pigs, is roll around in mud to keep the skin hydrated and lock in that moisture. Okay. And what? also roll around in, in water and then, yeah, to keep them hydrated. But the thing is, if you're on a, on a sea voyage, you don't want to be using... I feel like I'm getting a, a, a double education here. Yeah, everyone learns. You learn a lot. <laughs> you learn a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm learning history and I'm also learning about uh, rhinos as well. So, like, I'm not just getting the great history. I'm also getting less about rhinos. They're such wonderful animals as well. I love, love rhinos. You know, Europe loved rhinos too, apparently. <laughs> so, when you're on... I don't know if you know much about long sea voyages but you don't really want to be wasting fresh water uh at all <laughs> so they they didn't really have the means to i mean you you want to make sure that your crew can uh, survive and don't die of you know dehydration mm. you can't really just be throwing it on a on a rhino you've decided <laughs> to bring back home for some for some reason or another. Could you imagine being a worker on that ship? Just, you know, you're there, you, you're thirsty, you haven't drank in like two days, and it's like, what about all that water I saw in the water cooler over there? No, no, that's for the rhino. Is she going to drink all that? No, we're just going to throw it nope, on her. for the rhino. <laughs> so he's he's walking up and he's parsed, and he has to get this big, like, bucket of water that he loves to drink, and just throw it over this rhino, going, well, that's what that's for. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> but it's also just, there's only so much water you can have mm. on the ship. So they didn't they didn't do that. Vondermeer, to be fair to him, came up with a very genius method that that worked and would continue to, to use it throughout um Clara's life of fish oil, just covering her in fish oil, which you can imagine probably stank. <laughs> I'd like to think it was thought process for that. It's like, hmm, we need to cover Clara in water. What else lives in water? Fish. I know. Let's put fish oil on her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, process of deduction. Wet, wet things. What is wet fish? Yes, yes. It's like the original Monty Python. If she weighs the same as a duck, she's a witch. <laughs> this is where it originated <laughs> from. <laughs> the fish oil works quite nicely in kind of moisturizing her her hide, and it would keep it healthy throughout the many years she would spend in her alien climate. Because I don't know, Indian Indian rhinos. I don't feel like they they belong wandering through. Uh, Europe in the 1700s but surely yeah I'd imagine that it would make quite a change going to uh to Holland from India like I've not I've not been to India now myself but I can imagine that one to the other without kind of any reasonable explanation for Port Clara was like oh well this isn't where uh this isn't where I was a couple of weeks ago <laughs> she was still she was still only about two years old at this stage as well so she's only mm. a baby so you must have been so confused being on a on a on a boat um, I don't know. Have you have you ever been on a, a boat before? I have been on a boat. I was on a ferry from Dublin to Scotland. And I, I will admit, I got pretty seasick the first time over. I was like, how do people do this? Oh, I get awful <laughs> seasick. But if you're if you're living on a boat for like a, a, about a week, it really disorient like you get it really disorientates you, especially when you get off land. But mm. I suppose for those I wonder, did she get seasick? I couldn't find any of that in that document. Um, but she she was found as a calf. So she got quite used to being around people. You know, I, she she's very, probably one of the most domesticated rhinos ever to to exist. Definitely now, I don't five. know. Yeah, I don't know if she was happy. I like to think that, you know, she was fed as much as possible, kind of overfed even, you know, because they really want to look, her, mm. look after her. But yet, in the summer of 1741, Clara arrived in Rotterdam in the Netherlands. Okay, nice. 
McLaren Rotterdam. She's moving on. <laughs> yeah. Of course, she was immediately exhibitioned. I thought you were going to say something else there. I was like, hang on, that's the end of the story. They're going to say executed. What are you going to say executed? She was immediately executed. It was a trap. What? It's been 10 minutes. That's the end of the AU podcast episode. <laughs> Dead baby rhinos. <laughs> Deal with it, nations. <laughs> and the whole crew has gone mad. Like half of them have died at first. It's like, I thought yeah. we couldn't have just executed her in India. <laughs> For the story, for the poetic justice of it all. No, Clara, <laughs> she arrived and the public loved her. Everyone absolutely loves Clara. She was only the ninth ever rhino to appear in Europe at all. Wow, okay, Jesus. Um, and one of the first rhino calves, which Vandermeer very much um, used to his advantage. The idea being that she was going to keep growing and they didn't quite know how big she was going to grow or how fast she was growing. So she could eat all the food she wanted. And he even made it a big spectacle of like weighing her and comparing how much she was since they last weighed her, which I think, you know, modern day celebrities would find quite demeaning. <laughs> it sounds like Vandermeer might have invented Weight Watchers as well. <laughs> but like the I'm... opposite. <laughs> they, they wanted her to put on, they wanted her to put on weight. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> I just love the whole concept of they don't know how big she's going to get. Like, one day there's just going to be a 20-foot rhino walking down Rotterdam Town Square. Well, exactly. That was part of the excitement <laughs> of it all. <laughs> rhinos, like, during during this time in Europe, rhinos were kind of viewed along the same vein as, like, mythological creatures. Mm, okay. Like, uh, unicorns. Like, like the the ugly sister of our unicorn. <laughs> no, I take it back. Rhinos are beautiful. Rhinos are beautiful. But I mean, if I'm a if I'm a little girl and I'm believing in mythical animals, I feel like that the unicorn has more of a draw than than the rhino. You know. Maybe he said it to his daughter. Like, I'm gonna bring you a unicorn back from India, and he was like, "There you go. Her name is Clara." It's like when you order a unicorn from Wish.com. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. During this point in like time most people hadn't seen a rhino in the flesh it was very much like this weird mythological creature and up until this time the most representation people knew of what a rhino was was due to this wood carving by an artist albert durher from 1515 about like 300 years beforehand which was mm. based off of a rhino that was brought given as a gift from a sultan to a king in lisbon but the artist didn't even see the unicorn. He just based it on like a brief sketch and on hearings of, did I say unicorn? A rhino. <laughs> no unicorns. I mean, rhinos <laughs> in my head now. But of a, a rhinoceros. He based it loosely on a sketch of it. And that is what the public used as like a factual drawing of a rhino. And it's basically like a steampunk version of a rhinoceros. Like it looks like it has armor armor plates on it. It has like three big hoof toes. Um, it's said that it had scales and like speckled tortoise-like shell and that it was the natural enemy of the elephant. <laughs> I love the way that's a categorization. It's like rhino scaled, three toes, natural enemy of the elephant. <laughs> yeah, just threw it. It just threw it in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's even... <laughs> Even in this depiction, there's like a bit about how it can rip an elephant's stomach open in like one swoop with its horn, which I don't know why they're making them fight. As far as I'm aware, you know, rhinos and elephants coexist quite, quite happily. Yeah, I mean, I've never heard of any kind of, I suppose, gang war between the two. I've never heard of any like drive-by yeah. shooting, drive shootings on the Sahara going, hey, it's a rhino over there, let's get him. As far as I know, they live in harmony. The only people that ever seem to bother them are bloody poachers. Yeah, so this is kind of how Europe viewed rhinos as like this kind of weird mythical creature. So it was really exciting to see one in the in the flesh, which mm. I kind of get. It must have been like a weird period of of time if you had never even heard of these animals. You know, if you think about like Ireland and like the species of animals that are native to to Ireland, you know, something like an elephant or a rhino is just like madness yeah i suppose especially around that time as well because i'm not sure when i suppose 
zoos kind of became popular. But yeah, I suppose we take for granted now with the zoos, we can see all the animals that we want in the zoo, or we have, you know, National Geographic and stuff. But back then, yeah, I suppose it would have only ever just heard about these things. So seeing one in the flesh would be such an, oh my God, these things are real. This is incredible. Yeah. Or they're going off of like pieces of art that were kind of Chinese whispers. Mm. You know, you keep, keep drawing, like a drawing of a drawing of a drawing from someone that once saw a rhino kind of thing. Some, so it was really exciting to see Clara. one. Somebody saw poor Clara and was like, "Where, where's her other two heads and her wings? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Clara was a massive hit in, Rotter, in Rotterdam in the Netherlands. So she would go on a 17 year long tour, much like a proper rock star, just touring Europe. <laughs> the original rock and roll icon. <laughs> no, she really, she really was a proper, proper celebrity. Like Vandermeer quit his job as a sea captain to go on this tour in 1746. They built a special container for her for her travel. So, like a rock star, she had her own trailers, she had her own digs, getting massaged with her fish oil. You know, as as she traveled, traveled Europe. It's like you hear about these celebrities that only want, you know, certain color M&Ms in their dressing room. Clara's like, no, no, I only want organic fish oil. I don't want any of that knockoff stuff you get down the shop. She even <laughs> had a penchant for drinking beer and secondhand smoke. She loved sm- she loved when people would smoke near her. <laughs> proper rock star. That's what I was going to say, proper rock star. Loving the drink and the smokes. <laughs> and she'd have a, a wagon pulled by a team of oxen. She was an A-list celebrity. And often met by royalty when she, like every time she arrived to a new city, it was like a huge spectacle. And she was, yeah, greeted by the royal, like the royal family of wherever she was. She attracted hundreds of spectators and this was known as rhino mania. <laughs> this is amazing. I'm getting really kind of serious, like P.T. Barn and Greatest Showman vibes here. Like I love the fact that Clara has become like the pseudo celebrity like from a it's again it's like it's almost like the x factor it's like you know you've had a mm. you've had such a rough upbringing you've had such a hard life but here you are on stage where have you been our whole life um in india i only came here a little while ago because i was made <laughs> yeah but exactly what you said like the whole pt barnum i think it was a combination of the fact that you know rhinos in themselves were not really a thing in 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 Europe really like as i said she was only the ninth rhino as we know ever to even walk mainland europe mm. there wasn't any like no one most people hadn't seen seen a rhino so that was exciting in itself but also the the mythical beings that like the mythical beliefs that were around rhinos and vandermeer leaned into it so he was a huge for he was huge for publicity. So mm. but months before Clara would arrive in a new city, he'd like make sure that they got all the posters of her was put up and like build hype in the cities that they were touring. So by the time they got there, people were buzzing. They were buzzing like for the arrival of, of Clara. Yeah, I mean, that's it's such a cool kind of concept to have as well. Like, and were they getting massive crowds at the time as well? Like I'd say there were a bunch of people pushing you in there. Hundreds and hundreds mm. of people. When she arrived in Vienna, she had a, a team of eight swordsmen to escort her into the town. Just in case there were any elephants looking for a fight. Exactly, exactly. Although, you know, the natural born, I just, I don't like why this forced rivalry between <laughs> I know, them, it's like, know? well, it's like. I'm back to that. That's, that's what I'm not, really, you know, they're kind of similar looking animals, you know. They're gonna have a fight. These two, these two clearly fight and don't get along for some reason. It's like, it's like cats and dogs don't like each other. No, no, that that's too mainstream. It's got to be rhinos and elephants. That's what we want the next cats and dogs rivalry to be. <laughs> yeah, rhinos and elephants. Are you team rhino or team elephants? <laughs> Quick, team rhino or queen? Team elephants. Go. Oh god, that's a hard one. Um, I might actually be team elephant. I bloody love elephants. I. Yeah, it has to be Team Elephant. Like, I'm sorry. Sorry about your rhinos. You're pretty cool. I love you. But elephants, I I was obsessed with elephants when I was a kid. There's just, they're cool, mm. man. They're And they're bigger than rhinos. Yeah, and I, they're just such beautiful creatures as well. Like, I don't know. It's, um, I remember years ago, I used to like a player for Chelsea who was from the Ivory Coast. I remember their badge used to be uh, the Ivory Coast football badge is like an elephant as well. So I don't know. That is what I was like, yeah, elephants. Like, they're so damn cool. Yeah, and very, very intelligent mm. and very cute. Very cute. 
Well, fuck to Rhino. Sorry, Clara. It's uh, the the Rhino mania has swept and is long dead. It's it's not the, quite the same buzz as back in the day. So, so and some more mythical stuff that people believed about rhinos. They believe they were believed to be very sexually rampant, which is why their horn is often thought of being an aphrodisiac. Um, as well as there was a belief that rhinos could help cure many, many illnesses. So as they were touring, Vandermeer sewed vials of her urine to people, which is totally a way to capitalize. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's like, welcome to the Clara gift shop. We got t-shirts, we got hats, we got mugs, we got vials of piss. <laughs> it's essentially, there was huge Clara souvenirs that was extremely popular that loads of people re- received. You could get mini rhinos made out of like porcelain and r- rhinoceros style clocks. All of these were sold as he toured from like city to city. I would love to see a rhinoceros style clock. I'm just picturing like a rhinoceros head with like the horn just going around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, women even began accessorizing their wigs and their dresses in like a rhinoceros style fashion. <laughs> Wait, that's amazing. <laughs> like, rhinoceros paintings. Tell you proper rhino mania. Yeah. They they wanted to get the the rhino look. Jeez. Yeah, she spent five months in Paris, which created a huge fad, and she inspired multiple songs and poetry, and even spawned a new type of hairstyle, a la rhinoceros, like the rhinoceros, which, as far as I could figure out, was essentially kind of like Marge Simpson style hair. <laughs> Oh god, I just I'd love to see that now. Like I, I I'd love to see that like in modern kind of like thing as well. You know, when the hairdressers open back up again. Hey, what can I do for you? Give, give me the rhino look, please. Give me give me the rhino hairstyle. <laughs> I want to look like that, Clara. The ultimate hipster. <laughs> Be the ultimate hipster. Or the like ult- the ala rhinoceros. <laughs> I I got I just remember something. Full disclosure: This shows how little I know about rhinoceros. So I'm going to announce this here. This is an exclusive to the show my mentality when it comes to animals and where I was, I firmly believed up until I think my mid twenties that hippos were female rhinos. This goes to show my level of intelligence with animals. <laughs> but what is, what is solely water-based? I know. I so did that you now. believe, did you, the women are banished to the sea. Only the men, only the men may roam the land. I don't know why. Just, you... I just always thought that they were like, you know, one of the same, you know, like kind of uh, like bulls and cows and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, you know, there you go. It's the same type of thing. You know, you got roosters and hens. Yeah, same type of thing. You know, rhinos and hippos. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, and I was openly told that that was the, somebody looked at me and says, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. I was like, oh, is it right? <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's a known fact that all cats are girls and all dogs are boys, right? <laughs> Very uh, classic community line, but <laughs> makes sense. Uh, but luckily my thanks uh, for sharing that no you, you're very <laughs> welcome because I thought of it there and you know I feel like it's come full circle and now I'm getting the proper you know education that I've always needed from you on rhinoceroses yeah I mean it's not like I know that much about rhinoceros but I, I have been aware I I think for most of my life that they, they were different than, than <laughs> both <laughs> for me it's an entirely new world <laughs> But you know, in the in the seventeen hundreds, that probably you know wouldn't have been that weird of a belief. I don't like. Did they probably didn't even know about a hippo? Maybe. <laughs> now, are you team hippo or team rhino? Oh God, I don't know. Um, well, that is a tough one. I guess I gotta be team rhino with this one because we kind of uh, I kind of backed out of the whole rhino elephant thing went with elephants. So I'll go team rhino this time. Yeah, hippos are lethal as well. They're very, very dangerous. Mm. And I think that, you know, Clara deserves some respect after I went off her and it was like, no, elephants. I don't want a rhino. Rhino mania. No, it's all about elephant mania. Okay. Like, rhino mania is like Facebook, whereas elephant mania is like Instagram. It's like, it's the new thing. It's taking over. Ele- elephant mania doesn't have quite the same ring to it. Ellie mania. Ele- Ele- no, you're right. It doesn't work. That's probably why he went with the rhino. Ella, no, there's there's a point in there somewhere that's better. We just got to move away from mania. I think we're getting trapped. <laughs> Elephantasia. There you Ele- go. There you go. There you go. Elephantasia. That's it. That's perfect. 
it's the next it's the next trend i reckon you need to market that you mm, i don't know there there seems to always be hip hip what's the next hip animal so full disclosure we we might be getting a snail in the house oh nice my housemate it's got it in his head he wants to get um he wants to get a giant african land snail and i'm trying to tell him that you know a giant african land snail is not just for lockdown it's for life so but he he ensures me that it's going to be looked after but you know i'm gonna be the one taking on its walks so maybe that's the new trend it's just as long as it doesn't run away yeah yeah i gotta chase it down the road it's gotten out (laughs) it's getting away very slowly so maybe that's the new trend or I know dinosaurs seem to have made a big comeback recently. I say recently in the grand scale of, of history, not like in the mm. next, if, if you think about like trends, like no one really cared about dinosaurs until Jurassic Park came out and then boom, every four-year-old is giving you a, a lesson. So it's it's good to see what the next trend go going. I mean, Tiger King kind of brought tigers back for a while, but mm. you know, maybe it's time for rhinos to make a comeback. Clara, your legacy is not not forgotten. Absolutely. We're going to bring this back from Team Elephant and make Team Rhino the only team that people are on. Exactly. So people, <laughs> like people were, women were fashioning their hairstyles and dressing up to look more like Clara, the Rhino. Like I told you, proper A-lister celebrity. Mm. So I just think it's gas that one of the biggest celebrities in Europe was a rhinoceros. I think that's I think that's wonderful, and I'm just glad they didn't have the likes of these influencers back then as well. It's like today I'm going to show you what how to be more like a rhino. Here's my skin routine. <laughs> start throwing start throwing fish oil all over himself. Start throwing fish oil all over himself. Going yeah, here we go. <laughs> yeah, great brand ambassador. She she posed for multiple artists. Uh, Clara posed for the Dutch engraver Jan Wonderlaar, the Dutch designer Riedeling as well uh, the french painter audrey and paris um and the painter pietro lori that one i definitely said wrong in venice artists all over europe were creating various forms of of clara if you see a picture of a rhino there's basically there's a shit ton of artwork from this period of time of clara <laughs> you know like jewelry with clara on it um clocks as i said paintings woodcuts some of them with Vandermeer in the background, but it's mostly, it's all about, it's all about Clara. Mm, I'm just picturing like, again, back to like people who want to be like celebrities, like the influencers and stuff. I wish they were around now. We, you know, we wouldn't have the Kardashians. Is anybody going to watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians? It's like, no, we're going to watch Clara's adventure around Europe. There, that's where it's at. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to give you my, my hot tip for social media. There's a lot of talk about how social media is bad for your mental health. And how, you know, you're comparing yourself to others. Mm. 50% of the, the accounts I follow are, are animals. They are, they are animal accounts. So if you just follow more animals than you do people on social media, then instead of getting bogged down comparing yourself to, oh, I don't look as good as them. I'm not as successful as them. Your timeline is just, you know, if you're a dog person, just filled with a puppy, puppies. Or like like me, they just follow loads of cats. I'm gonna I'm gonna plug some some great cat Instagram accounts now for you. We got Lotus the Maine Coon. That's a great cat account. Uh, Suki, the that's another one. There's there's loads of them. I'm sure there's some great great dog ones too. Uh, there's a little turtle account I follow as well. I'm telling you, it's <laughs> that's the the how you beat social media is just follow animals. And Clara would have had a banging Instagram. She would have been on the TikToks just loving life the she tiktoks would've, she would have been that she would have been the first account to have one of those little blue ticks as well yeah <laughs> not just a fake rhino this isn't albert durher's wood carving of something that he heard about no this is the genuine rhino artifact <laughs> i kind of want to do it and i want to go on the instagram and just look up rhino accounts and be like <laughs> i just want to follow this and be like in clara's honor Oh, there definitely is. I follow National Geographic and they have loads of really good pictures of rhinos sometimes and elephants. I tell you, there's there's an Instagram account for any animal you want. It it's a glorious time to be alive, is I'll tell you I'll tell you that much. 
it's a, I mean, besides, you know, the, the global pandemic, the housing market, um, you know, all of the, all of the, the terrible reasons that we have right now, gotta say it's pretty great i can look at adorable animal photos whenever i want you know that is one plus for uh for 21st century living I'll that t- is true it's good we have technology like even to do even to do this as well it's good we have technology because if this were 20 years ago we try to be doing this over a couple of uh nokia 2200s <laughs> yeah but the it would have had a really cool theme song though because i could have just like booped the buttons like boop 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 I remember you used to get those little. Uh, I I don't know if you're on to remember. I certainly am. But when you used to have like the little, uh, you used to be able to, like order ringtones. You pay like two euro, and you'd be able to like download either like a polyphonic or a monophonic kind of little boop 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 of like your favorite type of song. You yeah, have, like, I text this number. <laughs> I I just remember I'd put my my mouth over the speaker. Wow! Oh, you just kind of go like wow wow wow. <laughs> It's so nice to know oh, 15 years later that I wasn't alone. <laughs> I think everyone, I think everyone did that. <laughs> it's just, it was everyone's secret thing. It's like, all right, how's myself? No one's around. Wow, wow. <laughs> so it's kind of sad. I'm going to bring down the tone a bit now. Serious, serious time. Okay. It's by 1750. Clara lost her horn somehow. Okay we're not entirely sure how apparently this is quite common for a lot of rhinos in captivity is that they rub their rub their horn until it wears down to nothing which is really really sad and um it might must be due to like frustration you know you hear about that um but it might have been removed because um at this time like poachers suck and they really want rhino horn so it might have been removed for her Mm. safety and that's kind of even still a, a thing today. Um, like rhino horns are re like that's part of the reason why rhinos are endangered is because poachers keep you know taking their horns from them because this idea that rhinos are mythical creatures is still kind of in today's like mindset in a lot of ways, and it, and the rhino horn is used in a lot of Chinese medicine. Mm. And um, particularly in Vietnam, for all of them, like everything from curing a hangover to curing cancer, which what kind of dickhead are you that you're spending a shit ton of money on an endangered rhino horn to fix a hangover? But uh, people do it. You're completely right there. I mean, it's it's sad to think that, you know, rhinos are endangered. Like, I suppose something that we've just had all this time. And again, like, as you said, amazing animals. It's so sad to think that they could become extinct. It's just, you know... We could have an entire generation of kids of just have never seen a rhino. Like that's that's just heartbreaking because they are such. I say they are. Every animal is just such a wonderful animal. I love all animals. They're brilliant. Yeah, that's that's the thing. That's the thing, and it's why like you know there's huge like zoo zoo debates. You know, it, but I think a lot of the time, particularly Dublin Zoo. I will say Dublin Zoo is one of the best zoos. Big plug for Dublin mm. Zoo. One of the best zoos in, in Europe because they do a lot to for the conservation of, of animals. And it is one thing of, you know, we shouldn't have animals be gawked at and used. But then, you know, in the wild, particularly rhinos, they are dangerous. And I, I remember hearing about the people in Dublin Zoo talk about how they have to have really strict security because it is not unheard of for poachers to try and sneak into zoos. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's a it's a huge thing um, of poachers trying to, like, not just in Dublin Zoo, but in all zoos, because you can really get a lot of money for a rhino horn in the black market. I always think it's brilliant online. You see, like, an article, like, a news, like, page will share going, uh, oh, you know, poacher severely injured uh, by, tra- by trampled on by a rhino, and all the comments are just delighted. Yeah, <laughs> I think Ricky Gervais said the best. He says, um, "He said I hate when people go and they poach animals and call it sport." He's like, "No," he says, "It's sport if the other person has a gun as well. If you have a gun and they don't, he says you're an asshole." And I couldn't agree more. I I, I hate anybody who goes and poaches animals and shoots animals. It's just, it's just the lowest of the low. Like I mean, again, it's just an animal. You're going into their territory. They're not bothering you. You're going into where they are for the purpose of doing that. And it's just, it's horrendous. It's, I can't, yeah. like, I can't picture why anybody would want to do something like that. But also like for, for sport, I mean, we're not going to get into the whole 
you know, vegetarian, vegan argument, mm. wherever you stand on that. But if you're, you know, it's the people that are poaching an animal or hunting an animal, exactly as you said, for for fun, you know, there's no there's no rhyme or reason to it. You know, you have to quite like just fucking just play Call yeah. of Duty. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> then they have like the they have the bloody you see people have the heads like, oh I shot that lion somewhere. It's like, come on. It's like I don't want to see that. No one needs to see that. It's, yeah, uh, it's I don't know. I, I don't alien. I don't see I don't see the reason for it. I don't see why anybody needs to no. go out and shoot an animal like that. It it doesn't need to be done by anybody in my opinion. No, definitely definitely not. You've heard it first, lads. We are against shooting beautiful exotic creatures for mm. no reason it's it's not a bold statement but it's a statement it is and like as you said wherever you stand on like the vegan vegetarian mediator argument like i think we can all unanimously agree that anybody who goes out into the wildlife shoots an animal like that in their natural habitat and pose for their picture with a thumbs up going look at me i did it is uh is the worst one of the worst type of people you could speak to it's weird because it's just different circles, you know, like, like neither of us probably know anyone who, who would do that. Yeah, I, I'm sure you were going to say it's kind of like just, uh, it's, it's almost like a real kind of like upper class type of thing. It's a real kind of like mm. ri- rich person's thing to do. Oh, I'm going off to Africa to shoot lions. What? I've got a better suggestion. Don't go to Africa. Leave the lions alone. Well, these are also, you know, the same people who who own companies with terrible working conditions. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, there's there's no dis, there's no regard for for any any life, and it's just really sad that you know even to this day, people still want rhino horns, even though there is no medical evidence that it can cure cancer or any of this stuff. But it's still in that mysticism. And, um, it's just, a- I'm just picturing somebody who wants a rhino horn to cure their disease. <laughs> Aren't you the same person that said last week there was no science behind masks? <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe we all just need to ingest rhino horn, snort, snort a line of rhino horn, and that'll cure COVID. But I doubt it. I highly doubt it. <laughs> I wanna. <laughs> Samantha Marsh is going to be listening to this going, I have it. I've got it. <laughs> I've got it. By George. Dublin Zoo won't know what have them. I, I don't think any anti-masker sounds like that. Oh, yes, let's go. Let's go get these rhino horns. <laughs> That's my new anti-masker voice. Oh, no. Who needs to wear these masks when you could just... Hit yourself with a spade. You'll just see Gemma already outside Dublin Zoo. The rhinos are in there, and it's at my right as an Irish citizen to get a rhino horn. And it's 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 illegal for you to tell me not to get one. If I want one, I can have one. <laughs> just want to clarify, rhino horns do nothing and belong nowhere except for with the rhino. Okay. Agreed. It it's god it's god awful. It's it's god awful because it's just pointless. There's a company actually, it's a quite a controversial company. So like, tell me what you think about this. They're basically trying to 3D print rhino horns. So they seem like genuine rhino horns and basically flood the market with rhino horns, which means that the value of genuine rhino horns will go down. So poachers won't find it worth it to try and get the rhino horns. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Yeah, I mean... I'm all for trying to, I suppose, bring down any type of market like that. Anybody that's hurting rhinos, if I mean, if it works and protects the rhinos, then yeah, I mean, it, it's it's certainly an inventive way of doing it, anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of controversial though because there there's the mm. their argument that well that will just normalize using rhino horns, um, but then it's like well no it's still illegal it's just flooding the market with it. It's an inventive way of doing it, and I I. I it's it an, is. It's an interesting, inventive way to try and fix it. It's just if if it works, I suppose. Like I mean, it is inventive, and I know we're kind of sitting there going, "Oh, geez, that's a bit mad." But if they do, then if it somehow stops the uh, the extermination of rhinos, then yeah, power to them. They've done a good job. I think it's an interesting idea. Uh, they have gotten a lot of like a lot of animal rights groups are against it, but then there's a lot of animal rights groups that are for it. So I just think that's an interesting thing that I kind of found when I was researching this that I thought was interesting to bring up because mm. 
I kind of see both sides, but I think it's cool to talk about, you know? Yeah. 3D printing, what else can it fix? Exactly. Now, I suppose I see an argument for both sides, but my kind of way we're looking at it would be, well, look, is it going to benefit the rhinos? And if it does, then, you know, try it. I mean, they got to be stopped somehow. Well, that's the thing. Like, it, it's the one side that it will benefit the rhinos because people will stop poaching because they won't be able to get mm. money. Like, and the other side of it is, well, it's going to make more people want rhino horns if there's more of them. Mm. So, I mean, at the end of the day, everyone wants to help the rhinos, but it's just about what is the correct way to to do it. Yeah, I, I, I think we need to go back to the days where rhinos were celebrities like Clara. That's the proper way to treat an animal like that. Yeah, so, so Clara, she lost her horn and we're not sure if it's from uh Vandermeer removing it because he wanted to make sure because then you know at least he could remove it safely to protect her from poachers or mm. if it was just something that it got ground down because she was rubbing it which is rubbing against stuff which is what a lot of rhinos do in captivity apparently now she would have grown up completely in captivity which is very very sad you know because an animal like a rhino needs a lot of space and I guess you know one benefit you know again like one benefit now about zoos is at least we know what animals need in in proper zoos there's a lot of zoos that are mm. i i think like i remember once i was in a zoo in the czech republic and the animals no the elephants in particular just didn't seem happy um and so i will i'm have a lot of praise for how the elephants are kept in dublin zoo and also how dublin zoo uh, stopped keeping polar bears because you know ireland's not a place yeah. for a polar bear i didn't expect this to turn into a love letter for dublin zoo but there, <laughs> but there is a huge thing about them possibly like closing because they weren't getting the funds and i just i, I don't yeah. know I, dublin zoo is great like it is yeah and uh, they do like i know a friend of mine used to have like uh one of those family passes like he used to bring his son all the time i used to go with him and it's just it's a nice place. I've been to a few kind of zoos. I've been there. I've been to uh, London Zoo. I've been to Toronto Zoo. And like they got some really nice stuff. I'll tell you what I saw in Toronto Zoo and I couldn't believe it. I saw a grizzly bear. People were talking about the size of grizzly bears. And I saw this thing and was like, oh my God, do you want to talk about a near 20 foot rhino? I think <laughs> I met her cousin in a grizzly bear. Oh, <laughs> love bears. I, yeah, I'd love, a, I'd love to see a, a bear in the wild. I think that'd be so exciting. Mm. <laughs> apparently yeah um my my mom grew up in the the area of america with like black bears and she's like they're they're massive but you you know just be just be sound and they'll be sound they're they're not you know inherently predators but yeah mm. i think with dublin zoo like one thing um i heard from a worker is that all of the enclosures have an area that the animal can go where no one can see them which is just a nice thing to to think of to to have yeah they just want to chill out for a bit like you know just need a bit of a long time and like that that's good like that's considering that's what they need what's your i gotta ask what's your favorite part of the dub zoo of the dublin zoo um mm. In the Dublin Zoo in particular, you know, I do love the elephant, the elephant trail. Mm. And there's also in Dublin Zoo in particular, the, I think it's like the rainforest bit where you go in and those adorable little yellow monkeys with the little faces. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think mine probably are, I, I have two, I think are my favorites and they're right beside each other. I love the penguin section because I just, I love penguins. I just... Mm. I think they're just wonderful little things. And I actually love the seal section. I just, I love seals. They just remind me of like little dogs that are just swimming around in the water. Like they actually, I got a brown Labrador and they, when I see her, like she's been out in the rain, she looks like a little seal. So when I see seals, I'm like, ah, there's my little dog. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Animals are great, aren't they? Tigers as well. <laughs> this is, this is just weird too. What's your favorite animal? <laughs> I like the tigers. <laughs> I like the elephants because they're real big <laughs> i like you need to get david Attenborough on for an episode now <laughs> i wish i wish i feel like he has better things to do but sure <laughs> we can try he'd have a lot of love for clara anyway <laughs> vandermeer believed she would live to be a hundred years old mm. 
which, which is what he told people. They, see, the thing is, they didn't really know that much about rhinos back in the day either. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, she passed away when she was 20. Only 20, wow. On the 14th of April, 1758. And it's weird because even though she was a super celebrity, we don't really know how she died and there isn't really that much about her death. Um, of course, her body was pried and studied, as it would be. In the wild, rhinos are said to live into their 30s and ones that are kept in captivity are much longer than that because they're looked after although 20 doesn't seem that old compared to like rhino what we know about rhinos now back then um it was pretty good for uh an animal to have lived that long when you consider for like a captive animal to live that long when you consider how far away she was from where she belonged and how much she had traveled Mm. Yeah, and also, I mean, just even in terms of humans back then, I know the human life expectancy wasn't what it is now. So, yeah, I mean, 20 years at least, I suppose, from the rough start where her parents been killed. And she had 20 good years. She was a celebrity and well looked after. So, I might be shit a good life anyway. It wasn't the, I suppose it wasn't a, a normal life for Rhino, but it sounds like she had a good time anyway, and I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if she was well looked i mean there's only so much an exotic animal can be looked after in the 18th century she definitely Mm. i mean she was definitely looked after as best as they could but she didn't have the space she needed to run free which is very sad but look at least they let her drink beer Mm. she may have had a miserable life but at least she could have numbed the pain with alcohol which is uh not what i recommend that we do but (laughs) You know, it's... Maybe that's why she only lived to be 20. She's like, you know, she would have lived to have been in her 30s. Put the beer in the second and smoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably. That's what got her. She lived the proper rock and roll lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> rhinos, rhinos can't quite handle their, their, their beer and smoke. Although it would have been quite a nice little <laughs> tidbit if she had made it to 27. Yeah, it's the 27 Club, the original member. So we still have a lot of Clara memorabilia left from this time which makes it clear just how memorized Europe was by our beautiful Clara even now there's loads it's really weird right so I found a good few children's book like children's books about Clara and her life and how she became a superstar Mm. and ranging from different time periods and I just find it so weird that like this has been a, a thing that people decide to write children's books on and also that they really seem to water down the whole they're just that you know poachers killed her parents and she was taken and as much as we love Clara and her celebrity status you know that's not like that's not a life for a rhino (laughs) is going around yeah and even Vandermeer is painted as being like they had such a loving relationship and he loved her so much. It's like, no, I'm sure he just loved the money he was getting from her. I don't think he cared that much about the the animal himself. Him, you know, he worked for the East India Trading Company. I don't think he had that much regard for for her, but I'm sure he cared about her mm. a bit. But yeah. I don't know. It's animal cruelty is always sad. It is, it is. Like, I suppose, yeah, she did have the life, you know, been looked after celebrity status and stuff. But, yeah, I'm sure, you know, given the choice, it'd just be, you know, a standard life in India with the parents just roaming around doing what she wanted, given the choice. But, you know, at least they let her have her smoke and beer, so it wasn't a a wasted (laughs) life. Much much like the life of a child child celebrity, you know? (laughs) Growing up trapped, but at least they get introduced to substances easy to numb the pain. Sounds like lockdown. Yeah, it got kind of dark. Um, I hope <laughs> for for all of those that are are numbing the pain with with alcohol, and uh, uh, be careful. And you know, maybe yes. just take take a break, reach out to people. It's it's a tough time. Clara, R.I.P. to the beautiful celebrity Rhino. It's just gas how Rhino mania really sweep the nation. You know, you you think of 18th century Europe, you don't think of them being Rhino obsessed women wanting to emulate the Clara look. Mm. Yeah, that's the that's the episode. Thank you for coming on, Alex. No, you're well. Thank you very much for having me. I really enjoyed it, and uh, 
I definitely, I really enjoyed the story of Clara, something that I didn't know, and I definitely enjoyed Channel About Animals, something that I haven't actually chatted about on a podcast before, so it was really good, and um, animals are it great. felt good, it felt good to finally get off my chest, my, uh, my complete ignorance about <laughs> rhinos and hippos, it was good to expose that to the world. <laughs> In your mid-twenties, wow. Wow. Sure, we'll stick with mid twenties. We'll say that's what I am. Oh, okay. Oh, no. How how old were you? How old? Were, were oh, how was I? I tell you about now. Sorry. How old was I? Yeah, I was about twenty five at the time when I found that out. It's so, like I wasn't even like when I was a child. It's like no, when I was quarter of a bloody century, I was older than Clara. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Well, you know now you've done it justice. You've learned about the most famous rhino in history is definitely Clara superstar thanks for coming on is there anything you'd like to plug where can people find you yeah people want to find myself i suppose i need to get on the instagram because um i need to get on team elephant on instagram because i'm uh, <laughs> i haven't gone there yet but i need to it's my age damn it but um if people want to find me i am on facebook under the chats i run a talk show every thursday night for performers you've been on it as well i think you were on one of the mm-hmm. first episodes uh, was, basically anybody fabulous. Well, thank you very much. It's basically anybody involved in the entertainment industry, uh, you know, comedians, actors, directors, writers, musicians, absolutely anybody who's been involved, been affected by the pandemic, just to come on and chat and basically completely free range, get out how they feel and, you know, what they want to discuss, their work, anything they feel like. It's a 20 minute slot where they can basically come on and talk about whatever they want. It's no holds barred there. And um, yeah, it's, it's going quite good. We surpassed uh, just a thousand followers today on Facebook. So I'm really happy with the progress so far. And um, yeah. Thank you very much. That's the best place to find me. Uh, it's called The Chats, or you can get me at, at The Chats Talk Show. And yeah, I mean, if anybody's listened to this within that industry, I'd be more than happy to have you on. And if anybody just wants to listen to a few of us have a chat, it's on Thursday nights live from 7 to 8. Woo, yes. And thank you, Alex. I have been Saoirse Cheney. Uh, you can find me at absurdrealhistory at gmail.com. And this is brought to you by my theatre company, Scream for Ireland. So if you'd like to give that a like and all the socials, the social, I'd really appreciate it. I'm all, all of them, except for TikTok, because that is a, is a, is a path that I, I won't yet cross. I will get there one day, but it's not yet. It's not today. It's not today. Maybe it is. Not for Scream for Ireland. But now, sorry, you, don't, you guys don't need to hear me debate whether I should get on the tiktok or not that's just an internal debate that i have constantly <laughs> but yeah that's the, that's the episode thank you see you alex see you sir thank you very much